Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are doing just that, heading out toward the Oregon coast for an introduction to a Pacific Northwest pastime, going crabbing. Yeah, Jim. I mean, going crabbing is like one of those signature Northwest activities, Mm -hmm. either dropping pots from a dock or heading out on a boat to try your luck. I have not done this myself. I've not always been a big crab eater. It's one of those, those foods I've been trying to get into over the years. Um, but I know lots of folks who do, and I know it is definitely a cherished pastime for many of people on the coast. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, uh, I love that, Jamie, because I feel like more often than not on the show here, you are the one have, who has had the experience and I am the one who is like soaking up the knowledge. So I have like a little baby bit of crabbing experience. I went out once in December with, uh, the folks at Kelly's Brighton Marina on Nahalem Bay and, uh, had a blast. Went out there with, uh, our friend and colleague Vicky Connor, uh, videographer for the Oregonian and made a peak Northwest video episode that folks can go check out. And we'll, of course, link to in the show notes and really had a a mega enjoyable time and thought we would try to share uh, a little bit of that knowledge here on the show so folks can maybe, I don't know, go out and give it a shot themselves if they see fit. And because I'm still uh, a relative rookie at crabbing, uh, we thankfully have an expert here on the show with us today, Colin Davis, owner, of course, of Kelly's Brighton Marina. Colin, how's it going? It's going great. Nice to nice to be here, guys. Hey, thanks for coming on. You folks kind of style your operation as a place where first time crabbing is made pretty easy. But, you know, I could get in and describe it myself, but get us in on the fun. Why should folks try crabbing in the first place? What's the magic? Well, you know, um, one of the things we do love about this place is how easy it is for first timers. So, We do have a few different ways people can get out on the water, like you talked about. Some people Mm -hmm. like to dock crab, and uh, some people like to go out in the boats. And um, either one of them is possible for first-timers. So on the dock, people come, and we have some baited rings. 
that they can use. So they go out to the dock. Uh, we can provide them a license. We can provide them uh, the rings that are fully baited and a bucket and a measure and uh, all the training they'll need to get out there the first time. So they toss those rings in the water, wait about 15 minutes, pull them up hard and fast, and uh, you'll have some crab in there most likely. And uh, we'll help you to identify them so you know we only keep the males uh, and we're looking for a certain size so that the bay stays replenished so that it's kind of a sustainable activity out here. Uh, and then uh, we'll even cook up any keepers that you get um, here at the cooker for you free of charge. In the boats, um, they're 15-foot 15, 15 Klamath boats. We provide you with three baited rings and a bucket and a measure as well. And so you go out on the bay. No boating license is needed. They're, they're less than 10 horsepower. So uh, first-timers, we show you, give you a quick tutorial, and, and they're very comfortable out on the water. You toss those rings in. You toss the first one in, go about 100 feet. Toss the next one in, go 100 feet, and toss the last one. After about 10 or 15 minutes, you go back to that first ring, and you're pulling crab into the boat. One of the things I like about it best is that experience of of pulling up that ring and getting those crab into the boat with you, especially kids, but everybody, it's an exciting experience for your first time because when you have that basket of crab and they're, you know, you're trying to figure out which <laughs> ones you can keep and which ones you can't, it's, it's, it's a, it's startling, but it is really an exciting experience. There's a lot of screams coming from the water, screams of excitement. It's a fun time. <laughs> That's great. Screams of excitement. Uh, indeed, you got to clarify, you know, we, we like screams of excitement. We don't like uh, perhaps some other screams, but walk us through, right? We're, we're gearing this toward first timers. This could be considered maybe a little bit of an intimidating activity, right? You're getting in a boat, you're going out into, in your case, a bay, Nahalem Bay. There's some you know, uh, these rings that you're talking about that, uh, what the heck are those? Uh, give us the, the very basics. I mean, I found this extremely approachable, but what should folks know before they hop in the car and, and drive over to your spot? You know, uh, there's not too much you have to come prepared to do. I'd bring um, some shoes that you don't mind getting just a little bit wet. And mm -hmm. uh, once you get here, uh, when you, we have you in the store, we'll, if you need a license, you can get licenses at the ODF&W website, but if not, we'll provide them for you here. And then we'll give you a full tutorial on what you do, on, on where you're going to want to go in the bay. So we have a map here on the counter, and um, we'll show you where the good spots, where people find the most crab are. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, the whole process of of throwing that ring out of one of the key things that we always tell people is you want to pull that rope up fast because uh, the rope are, are held in the basket that we toss out into the water by the water pressure of you pulling it up. You pull it into the, to the boat uh, and you know, you start sorting through them and we'll show you some pictures of what the males look like and the females look like, and they're easily identifiable by um, some characteristics on their shells on the bottom of the, of the crab, I guess it's not the shell, but uh, some mm -hmm. characteristics there that you can see that who the males and the females are will give you a measure so you can uh, make sure you get at least five and three quarters is the rule in Oregon, five and three quarters inches. Mm -hmm. But once you walk down to the dock with all that information, uh, once you get into the boat, we have life jackets, we have a bucket and a measure, we have all the traps, or sorry, all the rings, uh, and they have bait in them and they're ready to go. We'll show you how to um, manage that boat. 
and you're out on the water, just following those simple instructions that we gave you. Oftentimes when we have newcomers coming uh, to the marina, you can see this look in their eyes where they're, you know, they're wondering, man, can I really handle this? But invariably, <laughs> they come back to the marina afterwards with huge smiles, with lots of pictures, and they've had just a great time. It's a really exciting experience for people. My wife and I, before we even knew about the marina, um, one of my wife's uh, dreams was to be able to offer people experiences where they can get out into nature and experience something real. Um, that's not, you know, on a screen or uh, that you're not just buying something from somebody, but you're actually having a real experience in nature. And this is it. You know, we, we walk you down to the to the boat. You hop in there, you have all the equipment you need, and, and you're experiencing nature. You're pulling crabs out of that bay that we can cook for you, and then you can eat them. So uh, that's one of the things I like best about it is, yeah, people come, and, and there's a little bit of a, they're kind of, their eyes are a little bit wide when they're thinking, man, can I handle this? But, man, they just come back with huge smiles and, and great experiences. They just love it out there. I love the, the immersive aspect of this, right? I mean, there's a lot of places you can go to, a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. um, to go get crab, um, fresh crab or crab cooked, you know, um, and I like the idea of say, you've got a hankering for crab, you're out of the coast. Hey, let's go catch our own. <laughs> you know, let's go down to the docks. Um, we're getting a boat. Um, and I see what that process is like of going into that, that habitat, um, pulling crab up from there and, you know, having it cooked right there. Even it's like, you really can get an idea of where your food is coming from. Yeah, and I think for kids um, to get an experience like that, uh, they it's unforgettable for them because that first time that that basket comes into the boat, I mean, those screams of excitement that come from the kids, they're genuine. Uh, it's really exciting to, to do something that I don't think you get any place else um, because, yeah, as you said, an immersive experience where you're close to nature, where um, you're finding out what it would be like to uh, to provide for yourself. It's really a it's a fun experience and and something that my kids have just enjoyed immensely. We've just it's been a great experience for my family and for all the families that we see come here. That is super cool. Well, folks, we're going to talk a little bit more about crabbing along the Oregon coast with Colin Davis of Kelly's Bright Marina. But first, we're going to take a short break. All right, folks, we are back with Colin Davis, the owner of Kelly's Bright Marina on Nehalem Bay, and we're talking crabbing along the Oregon coast. So let's take a step back here. We've talked about the experience. We've talked about what you need to know before you head out, bring a pair of shoes you really don't care about all that much, which was good advice. Uh but let's talk regulation here. You, you you mentioned earlier that you can't eat everything you catch, and you're almost inevitably going to catch something. So what should folks know about the rules and regulations of crabbing here in Oregon? There's a few things we should talk about. So the first is, yeah, you do need a shellfish license, and Oregon state residents um, can purchase um, a $10 in-state license, which is good through the end of the year. So the best time to buy that is in January to get the most value. But that is good for up to 12 crab each day. And one of the fun things about bringing your family out is that kids can crab for free. So under the age of 12, no license is needed. And they also get their own limit. So they can get, you can get 12 per license holder 
uh, plus 12 per child under the age of 12 that's out there. Anyone who's going to pull the rope or handle the crab would need a license or the children under the age of 12 can do it. You bring a few kids out, as long as there's one license holder, you're going to get, you got plenty of room to get some crab into the boat with you. The other thing we would think about is uh, the, the crabs that we're going to be pulling in. Uh, they have males and females out there, obviously, and uh, underneath the crab, there's a, a marking or there's a section. Uh, the females have a wider section underneath, and the males a more narrow one, almost like your finger. The, the females is wider like a bumblebee. And we've got pictures of it here at the marina so we can show you exactly what they look like, and nobody has any trouble identifying which is which. So you'll only keep the males. We throw all the females back to replenish the bay and make this a sustainable activity. And then uh, we're looking for a certain size of crab. Uh, we only pull uh, crab that have been out there for about four years or more. And the way we measure that is we have a crab measuring tool, which we fit over the back of the crab over their shell. And these crab from side to side have to measure at least five and three quarters inches. And uh, in that way, we ensure that the younger crabs get a chance to uh, to grow up and, and that we keep the, once again, we're replenishing the uh, the bay a little bit and making sure that there is, um, that this is a s sustainable activity. So you'll, when you pull that ring into the boat, it's an exciting experience because there's all these crab in there and you toss back any guys that are too small, any females. And then if they look like they might be big enough, we take out the crab measure, put it over the, the shell of the crab. And if it does measure at least five and three quarters, then we can keep that one. We toss it into a bucket uh, this is a key thing that we tell people in the marina that we don't want to put any water in that bucket. Uh, they'll eventually they use up all the oxygen in that um, bucket of water, so we leave the bucket dry and we just keep them in the bucket with no water until we come back to the marina, and they can last a few hours that way uh, without any trouble. But with water, um, they'll run out of oxygen and and uh, um, they can't survive that way. So once they are in that bucket, you know, after a couple of hours on the water with a, hopefully some crab in the bucket, you can bring it back to us and we'll cook them up for you. Colin, uh, you mentioned that there are, um, the, the licenses required to um, go out there and get those crabs. Um, listeners should know there are a, a few weekends in Oregon where folks do not need those licenses um, that are free fishing, crabbing, clamming days in Oregon. Those are President's Day weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, and the first weekend in June. And Colin, that to me brings up a really interesting question, which is, you know, if folks want to go crabbing, what is the best time of year to go do this? Uh, you know, and one other thing I, I just realized I didn't finish my thought on the on the licenses. Out-of-state licenses are available as well for people not uh, from Oregon. Those are three-day licenses. They cost $19, um, and we sell those here at the marina as well. Uh, for the best time of year, you know, I, I think any time of year is a good time. We do seem to have a little more success uh, starting in July through the end of the year. There's a molting season in the springtime where some of these crab, uh, they molt their shells and they are growing bigger and uh, are a little bit less likely to come out. They kind of hide in the sand as their soft shell um, gains some strength. So it does get better as the year goes on. But we see people catch crab all throughout the year. Another thing to remember is the tides. And if you ever had a question about the tides, you can either check our website or give us a call here at the marina and we can walk you through uh, the tides on that particular day. But it is um, a little bit better to uh, crab on the incoming tides. 
Um, the reason is there's a lot of fresh water coming out of the Nehalem River. And when the, with the outgoing tide, there's more fresh water in the bay. While we still can't have success uh, on the outgoing tides, the incoming tides are, there are more crab in the bay. Yeah, I imagine having an incoming tide that coincides maybe with lunchtime, maybe at one of those good times of year when you might be uh, seeing a lot of crabs seems like the really nice time to go out and do that. Uh, You know, Colin, I know you mentioned um, that there is an opportunity to go crabbing um, in the boats or to go crabbing right off the dock. What is the difference um, in the experience between crabbing off the dock versus going out into the bay? Um, I guess I'd say that the boating is a little more adventurous. Um, so if you're feeling adventurous, that's a good way to do it. But both are fun. I mean, it, one of the things we tell people, man, even if you're not getting crab, just being out on the water, it's worth it to be there. The dock crabbing, I would say people have a lot of success on the dock, but at different times of day or at different times uh, of the week, you know, the the crab might be migrating to different parts of the bay. The one upside, I guess I would say, of the boat is... If you check a particular area uh, and you're not finding any crab with the boat, it's a little bit easier to move around. Um, so the dock, you know, uh, not quite as easy to move around. Uh, we did have some people out just this last week. I had a, a young couple come in and and uh, they only had time to be on the dock and were out there for a couple hours and got six crabs. So, I mean, either one can be good. One of the things we use is um, we use crab rings. And those crab rings, they have to be checked every 15 minutes. And we do that because it, it makes it a more uh, hands-on activity for people. They're not dropping traps in the water and then coming back after an hour or two to see if there's anything in it. Um, it makes it more hands-on and more fun for people. But the other thing it does is because you're checking those, those crab rings every 15 minutes, if you're in an area where you're not finding too many keepers, too many large males, then you can move someplace else. So when people come to the marina, we show them, you know, there's a few hot spots that we found in the bay where people always seem to do well. So we'll give those, we'll give people, uh, customers that come in four or five of those places where they can go and check. So if they go set their rings in that first area um, and they're not having too much success, then they might move to another area. And it's kind of like fishing or prospecting that you're looking around uh, for where these crab might be hiding out. And so, um, while people have success on both, I, I like the boat crabbing because it does it is an adventurous experience, but also it gives you that opportunity to seek out those crab wherever they might be hiding. That's uh, one of the things I really enjoyed is kind of the thrill of, you know, quickly pulling up that ring out in the middle of Nehalem Bay. Uh, you know, for us, the elements were kind of spitting at times during our, our trip. It was really uh, kind of what I would consider to be a, a pretty primo Northwest Oregon coast experience. So uh, all that is to say, uh, Colin, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, again, for providing uh, a lovely experience out on the Halem Bay uh, for Vicki and I back in December. It, it was a real treat. Hey, I'm really glad you guys came. Um, this, this marina has been a, such a great experience for us because we love it. But uh, we love the opportunity to give uh, other people the chance to come and experience nature, as we talked about, where they get something new and different and real and, and raw, where they can get close to nature and, and uh, all the elements of nature. It's, it's pretty exciting for us. So we're glad you guys made it out and, and uh, we're happy to be here. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Colin. And 
Yeah. Enjoy Marina life. Sounds like a good old time. Thanks very much, guys. All right. Well, Jamie, uh, I got to say, uh, this kind of reinvigorated the like, yeah, I, I kind of want to get back out there and, and try again. And and I'll say I, I, I alluded to the fact uh, during our talk with Colin that, you know, I went out during a time where uh, I feel like I had the full value experience in the sense of it was, I think the the forecast was for a high under 50 degrees. We had some rain. We had some, uh, you know, full on Pacific Northwest conditions. And nice. I'd, uh, well, that was a fantastic time and kind of gave me the, the full full experience i uh i'm aching for a little uh 70 degrees and sunny some t-shirt <laughs> weather here yeah i mean that's what you get in the oregon coast right yep. one or the other um but it sounds like just a really cool experience regardless of, of what the weather is like and you know even if you're not a huge crab eater like myself yep. i mean i got a lot of friends and family who love to eat crab and yeah it seems like just a, a cool experience to be out there and jim i like i said i, I love the idea of going out and actually getting your food and knowing where it comes from and seeing it happen and being a part of that process. That seems to be, um, you know, for me, and I think probably a lot of folks are a really um, nice and important way to um, have a, a deeper connection with what you eat. Yeah. A little catch your lunch. That's a rewarding feeling. Exactly. And, uh, and one, I think that also offers a lot of fun, whether you are interested in eating what you catch or not, or giving it <laughs> to a friend, a colleague, a loved one, uh, to give them a really nice lunch. Uh, I, I don't think Jamie, a lot of people in your life would turn up their nose at uh, some fresh caught <laughs> crab from, right. uh, from Nehalem Bay. That's right. All that is to say, folks, we're going to wrap things up for now. But until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show is produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.